Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day folks and welcome to the Encounters Down Under podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and I invite guests to the show to share their amazing encounters with aliens and UFOs. If you or someone you know has had an encounter down under or anywhere in the world for a new segment Encounters Unbound, please get in touch with me via the Encounters Down Under Facebook page or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join the Encounters Down Under Facebook page and YouTube channel where you can also get involved during the live stream interviews, sharing your thoughts and opinions during the live show. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a rating or review on your favorite listening platform. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get into what you've been waiting for. Kick back and relax with your favorite beverage and enjoy the show. This episode is available to view on our YouTube channel, so be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and leave a comment with your thoughts on the episode. G'day folks and welcome to another episode of Encounters Down Under. Mariah joins me on the podcast to talk about an encounter she experienced with her family, and during the conversation, she unexpectedly mentions a possible experience while she's asleep. So please welcome to the show, Mariah. Mariah, welcome. Hello, how are you going? Going good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to share my experiences and my family's experiences. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. The pleasure is all mine. I'm sure everyone else is all happy to see you on here. Um, like, so look, you, you had some family encounters there, you know, and... Yeah, they're quite some interesting ones. They're nothing like over the top, like, but they're still intriguing nonetheless. Because like, obviously, your family and that are going, "What the hell is going on here?" And look, I'll, I'll let you go and tell a story. Look <laughs> for me telling it. Yeah. So the first encounter uh, was actually with my brother, my older brother, and my father. And this was back in like the early two thousands. My brother, I believe, was about seven at the time. And pretty much ever since then, there's just been kind of a couple of other things that have, ha- have happened. So I'll get into the first encounter. So uh, my brother was about seven years of age, and this was back in the wheat belt. Uh, my friend has a farm out there, and sometimes we just go out there to visit and that sort of thing and hang out. Um, but they were driving back to our old house, and they were on a dirt country road. Uh, it was, I believe, 1130 it at night sort of thing and then suddenly my dad and my brother saw a huge beam of light just come down from the sky at kind of like an angle so it was kind of like this on an angle a little bit um my 
my dad initially thought that it could have been like helicopter or something. Maybe they were looking for a missing person. Um, but then they got closer and closer to that light and they couldn't hear any noise. There was no noise associated with this light. And mind you, it was on a country road. So there was no other street lights or anything like that. And this was before um, drones and everything. So, um, and another thing that had happened was uh, my brother was looking at the time. It was 11.30. And then once they had driven driven through the light, it they had lost about five minutes of time. So my brother remembered it was 11.30 and then suddenly they drove through the light and then it was... Um, 11:35. So they it didn't ta- it definitely didn't take 5 minutes to go through that beam of light. Um but then when they had to pull over pretty much they were like they were too stunned to speak pretty much and they just had a look and without a trace the light was gone. Um have no idea even to this day what that could have been. Maybe some governmental thing I don't know but um, yeah, and again, my other experience, my second encounter that I had was also back in the wheat belt. Um, this is when me and my family had uh, just moved back from New Zealand, and we were at our friend's farm. We had this old fire pit, and we were kind of sitting around where the old fire pit was. There was about six or seven of us, and we ended up looking out towards the horizon. The sun had just gone down, and we saw this yellow light and we were thinking, oh, could be a distant helicopter, maybe the sun reflecting off of an aeroplane or something like that. And as soon as we all said that, like, oh, yes, just a helicopter, it started doing figure eights in the sky. And all of us were just sitting there looking at each other just like, what is it doing? What What is happening? And then it started doing like this zigzag pattern upwards and then it would come back down and then go back up. And then at that point, all of us were like, we got to film this because this is, this is crazy. And we all grabbed out our phones to film it and we all zoomed in on the object. And as soon as we hit record, uh, it, you know, like how in Star Trek, when they phase out sort of thing, that's kind of what had happened. It phased out of existence and then reappeared probably about five kilometers across the horizon within a second. And you know, we we couldn't figure out what it was. We did think maybe it could have been a drone, but the way that it was moving and how quickly it was moving and the maneuvers that it was doing, there's no way it was a drone. Um, and then it, when it appeared across the horizon, uh, within a second, it started doing the same sort of pattern. So figure eights in the sky and then going up like this, going down and just zipping in, uh, moving in a weird way. And then again, we tried to record it and then it phased out and then we didn't see it again. So it's, I don't know, very, also very, very strange. Um, and I believe, so it was my brother, my dad, uh, my dad's best friend and a couple of our friends as well that were there. So there were multiple people to see it. Uh, it wasn't just like we were on our own sort of thing. There were multiple people to see it and witness that event. And majority of these events that I, that me and my family have had, it's been all of us kind of together. Um, usually with my dad there, which is strange. So <laughs> I'm not sure about that. It's quite, quite strange and very, very weird. But the 
third encounter I actually recently had. And my third encounter was on the 13th of January of this year. And it was at 7.05 p.m. uh, in South Perth where my parents and I live. And we were just sitting around having, like, you know, having a conversation, sitting out by the table. And then suddenly we just see the silver orb in the distance. And I I was the first one to notice it. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) What is that? And then we just slowly started watching it come closer and closer. And it was this silver ball-looking thing. It was a silver sphere. And it just suddenly went over our house. And then I ended up grabbing out my phone to film it. And I did manage to capture it on camera. Um, if you were, if you would like the video, I'll, I will send it across to you. Um, but yeah, it was quite strange. And the way that it was traveling, it was relatively fast. It wasn't hyperspeed or anything like that, but it was relatively quick. And it, it I, I don't know, it, the only thing I could really put it down to that makes a logical explanation is it was a silver spherical balloon and it got caught in wind shear in relative wind shear but even just that it wasn't bobbing up and down like a balloon would excuse me or anything like that it was moving in a consistent straight line and it was going in a northerly direction and that was at 7.05 p.m um yeah, so my family also witnessed that event and they also said it was quite strange. But again, they also agreed that the only logical explanation would have been a spherical balloon of sorts getting trapped in wind shear or relative wind shear. But again, it the way you just had to be there, the way that it was moving was just, it was consistent. It wasn't bobbing up and down or moving side to side anything like that it was going in a straight line in the northerly direction and again my family was there witnessed the event they can't explain it it's a uap so can't be ex- really explained but yes so those are pretty much my experiences in a in a nutshell <laughs> no that's fine like we spoke about that um your last one there were the spherical sort of object there and I was able to pull yeah. out that was this it wasn't the space station going across, which is like one of the first things. Like, well, it could be mistaken as a no, space, like obviously, you're like you, you're familiar with how satellites look when they're in the, the atmosphere. Well, oh. Was this sort of like close to the ground, or was this like something that's up in the atmosphere, sort of thing? It so it was kind of in between. So it was definitely in the atmosphere, but it wasn't too close to the ground either. It was, I don't know, it was. It wasn't too high up to the point where I was like, oh, that could be a satellite. And plus the time of day as well, it can't really see satellites, um, especially if, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it could have been a satellite um, just because of how low it actually was. But it also wasn't too close to the ground where it was like, that. that's, you know, something else. But I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know that with, satellites they tend to look very quite distant but they almost look like a star kind of yeah. moving like this across and in a relative direction so i don't and plus the time of yeah the time of day that it was as well um the sun had just been setting pretty much um so i don't think i don't think it could have been a satellite it would have been very interesting if it was though 
Well, around dusk is usually the, pretty much the prime time to send satellites. Usually got a good about hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours leeway. But after dusk, uh, you might see a lots oh. or even dawn. Um, same sort of concept, like before dawn, a couple of hours before dawn, you'll get yeah, start seeing satellites come through. So it is about that prime time. Right. That's why I sort of questioned like that time. I don't know if it's different over in WA with the, the daylight times. I'm pretty sure it's the same everywhere else. But you know, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, like the uh, the ISS comes across. Um, yeah, it's really good prime time to go and see it. So that's why I had to go and rule. Yeah, Bruno. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. So I'd probably go to like same high as what maybe like commercial plane maybe gone that sort of height wise. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah probably around about the same like same distance as what a commercial plane would be. Yeah. Yep, I didn't double check that one, but I'm not I'm not trying to like rule out. I'm just trying to come up with an idea of possibilities here. Um. Yeah. No, I do the exact same thing, so feel free to. Yeah, so I'm maybe thinking like if I, could, I can probably track it down, I'll get the right times and do a bit of good gag calculations and whatnot. Um, but it could have been like maybe a plane that's reflecting on the, the setting sun, just setting off like, you know, a lot of people have mistaken it. They usually see like the, um, you can't see the plane because it's reflecting the sun's light on the the, the mm-hmm. plane, obviously. Uh, then there's sometimes a yeah, right. uh, with one that which reflects and everyone thinks it's a bloody meteor coming through the atmosphere or something, but just the contrary of yeah. you know, the sun, sun or rising sun. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, so look, I'll get back exactly. to people, um, people are asking for the footage. If it's not too hard for you, send this footage through now if it's not too hard for you. Of course, I can do that right now. Yep. I was meant to actually ask. Awesome. So I just. Sorry, I forgot about it. You're right. Go for it. Here we got to do. No, 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 that's all good. Uh, all right. So did you just want me to send it in the chat? Yep. Yeah, it sounds cool. I wonder if I can do that. I should hopefully have that. No, I don't see. Oh, good. I might need to send it to you on. Oh, no. Lost it. <laughs> she gone. Oh, guys, I hope everyone's going well. We'll get it back on in a second. Then um, just give me a minute. We'll go and sort some stuff here and get it back on. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone's doing well anyway. Let me know in the chat there, guys. Where are you listening from? Uh, what's been going on your weekend? I uh, hope everyone had a great Australia Day there. I know I did. It was um, quite messy, actually. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, I hope you all had a great Aussie day. And where should you go? Let's try and get it back. And... So what are you guys' thoughts on, uh, like, you know, if you were tuned in last time there when I was um, with Grant Levac there, I was going to do the, um, I mentioned that I was going to do a, uh, what's called, a Viva la Revolution, a uh, peaceful protest, basically, to all of our state's parliaments and trying to get a organisation there for, yeah, you know, public peaceful protest and, you know, protest, basically, that we're wanting some sort of organisation, interaction from the bloody uh, the government, the Australian government, you know, that we want something, interaction. So anyway, um, she's back now. Oh, okay, welcome back. I'm back, sorry. <laughs> I'm having a bit of technical difficulty. I've never used this sort of app before, so I'm quite... No, that's all right. That's... That's all right. All right, so I might... Oh, let's see if I can... I do have a video on. It is. I'm going to have a delay going on. Oh, look at that looking. Oh, no. <laughs> we have a massive delay. It might might be the government. <laughs> yeah, so it's always the government. <laughs> it's always the government, isn't it? 
But yeah, um, I can actually send you the video through Messenger if that if that's, that's perfectly fine. good with you. I'm, Do that. I'm kind of struggling at the moment. So every time I try and like send it to you, it's like, no, you're you're about to log off to to the streaming service. I'm like, no, no. Like, go on. Right. Yes, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, it's like I. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Um. All right. So yes, I can. Yeah. You're right. Cool. But yeah, I can always send a video through to you as well, just so you can show your viewers later at a later date. I'm having a bit of issues. That's it. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yep, that's fine. Oh, I can. No, I won't be able to add that to the YouTube channel later. Unfortunately, but I might be able to go right. and do a bit of a reel or something like with it. So anyway, um, but, oh, uh, no worries. That's right. Um, but yeah, look, I want to go back to your your father and your was it your brothers in Canada? We were seven years old. Now, yeah, is there actually, like, do you know if there's any family history at all with your family bloodlines or your grandparents, such uncles, aunties, any mentions of something that, that might have had some sort of experiences in Canada at least? Well, on my dad's side, I know that. He's had a couple of experiences that he likes to call his success. And he believes um, it came about because he had a near-death experience uh, when he was quite young. So I'm not sure if if it has something to do with that. Or um, maybe it has something to do with genetics. I'm not sure. But my mum, on the other hand, has actually never been there for that sort of experience so it's definitely more surrounded towards my dad and my brother so i'm not a hundred percent sure um and i don't believe my aunties have had a pat like a extraterrestrial experience like that i'm not sure um if they have they would have i i would think they would have said something about it already um but maybe they just don't want to because they don't want to think that we think that they're crazy, even though we've had our plenty of experiences. But uh, it could definitely be something to do with genetics because I, I have heard that before through my own research. But uh, I, I, I can't be too sure about that, to be honest. Yeah, no, look, that's fine. Um, it's yeah, that's what I was sort of trying to go for. Is if there is something to do with genetics here? If there's some sort of interest. But it's the, yeah. the first time I've heard that, whereas a missing time is about five minutes. Usually when someone's had a yeah. missing time, it's gone for about half an hour to an hour, a couple of hours. And, you know, yeah, like, in such a fair distance as well to try and, as if they're like trying to go, yeah. oh, hang on, this time we're taking him to get here, but we're going to put him back here. But he's like, not the right spot. You know, like. Yeah. That makes sense. Completely agree. And. Because I've done quite a bit of research myself on this, and you're right, it is, it is a very short amount of time. Um, so maybe it was like just a little check-in or something like, oh, we're just going to beam you up, check you out. Okay, you guys are fine. I, I have no idea. But um, I do agree with that 100% because, yeah, even when my brother and my dad came home, they were they were wide as a ghost. Their eyes were like, deers in headlights sort of thing and they're like you're not going to believe what just happened <laughs> sort of thing and I, I think I was probably about so my brother was seven so I would have been so I would have been about maybe five so it would have been 2004 when this happened yeah yeah so 
yeah so yeah i it it is a very short short amount of time that that had happened so i'm not sure whether maybe they did get abducted and then they will just like oh these these are not the right people we're looking for something like that i I don't know i'm not sure but the fact yeah, exactly. But it was very strange, the fact that it was only five minutes. And I completely agree because most experiences that people talk about, they have had like sometimes even three days where they just don't know where they are. And, you know, um, you know, but most of the time, as you said, it is about like 30 minutes, sometimes to like five hours, usually around about that time. And then they get dropped off at a spot where they're not sure where they are because they previously weren't in that spot beforehand. So not sure, to be honest. Yeah. No, look, it's, it's raised a lot of questions there and a lot of, um, obviously, especially for your brother, uh, you know, old man, you know, it's like, well, why, why, what happened? Like, it's just one of those moments. Um, we've got Jane in the comments is saying, exactly. you open a window in your mind and you get to experience uh, psychic activity. Um, not sure if it would go with a near-death experience with that sort of reaction. I don't know. I'm not really sure on that one. It's I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure myself, but I have heard that. So thank you for your comment. Uh, that is that is true. I have heard that. Um, my partner has also had quite a few near-death experiences, and there's something very it does open your mind to the point where you're more. Ex- accessible to psychic experiences or maybe even paranormal experiences yeah but i'm not sure about extraterrestrial yeah Yeah, i'm not sure sure about yeah well there's obviously a lot of stories there where people are saying like you know there's some sort of spiritual connection between et's and such like that and like obviously when we come to a near death or going to death we're getting some sort of spiritual reaction to where it's like it could come across into that like obviously everything's all speculation and guessing because no one's really died properly and come back and gone, hey, look, this is what's on the other side, you know, but they've always come and so had some sort of like close experience there and gone, well, I had this kind of experience there and like it was something a bit weird going on, but I didn't get to go and get the whole experience because I came back. But um, yeah, that's very true. Well, yeah, who knows? It could be something to do with dimensions, maybe, like maybe when we die or have a near-death experience, our soul somehow gets transported into a different dimension and maybe these yeah. extraterrestrials could be from these different dimensions maybe we don't know <laughs> well yeah look i certainly feel like there's some sort of connection there between paranormal and et yeah. um there's a whole different world that we just seem to be blindfolded from you know for some unknown reasons um but yeah 100 percent. you know that we're just the, the the vehicles the vessels for our spirits and we basically just keep recycling until we, I don't know, become wise and whatever or something. I don't know, until we get to a certain point in our spirituality until where we're, we're going to where our dimensions they're in. Exactly, exactly. And maybe that could be the case. Have no idea. They wiped our memory before we got here. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's the worst thing too. Like, you know, people have these encounters. They're having, like, abductions and stuff. And, like, you know, your man and your brother's got some missing time there, but everything's been wiped from their memory. Like, they like, mentioned like they might have had like vivid dreams or something like that afterwards, where they might say like, "Look, I might." Be no. Well, funny that you say that because they personally haven't mentioned any weird dreams or anything like that, but I have weirdly enough, um, and I'm not sure if it was from 
their experience maybe or if I was re- like reliving something that happened when I was a child but I believe it could have been an abduction um and it, it was very strange if you want me to get into it I can yeah, by all means by all means I think if you if you're comfortable all right I'm comfortable sharing it. I've shared it quite a bit with friends and family, and it's it's quite interesting. So um, back when I was with my ex-partner, it was about six years ago sort of thing, so a while ago, um, I was in his bedroom and I, I had gone to sleep and that sort of thing, and then I ended up having a very, very vivid dream. Um, everything felt so real, and I remember in the dream that I was in my old childhood bedroom and this was back in York um, in the wheat belt and I was laying there and then there was like this triangle almost arrowhead looking craft that you know landed at the front of my window and then suddenly everything went white and everything was just completely white and then all of a sudden I felt something really cold and hard on my back and it felt a bit uncomfortable Um, But then suddenly the white light kind of dissipated a bit and there was three three beings on each side of me and they were all very, very tall, probably about like six to seven foot tall. Um, They all kind of varied in heights. I just knew that they were very tall and they were all kind of looming over me sort of thing. And there was one on my right-hand side and they all looked pretty androgynous as well. They... You could kind of tell which facial features were a bit more masculine or feminine or and that sort of thing. But there was one of these beings on my right-hand side, and I believe it was a she. She had laid down towards me, so we were like eye level. And she said to me, everything's going to be fine, you're going to be okay. And she had a very soothing feminine voice. And they also had, all of them were wearing like these high collars, and they were all wearing, it was almost like a pearlescent uh, holographic sort of colouring. And they, they were like cloaks, but they all had high necks. And all of their skin was so pale that it almost had like a grey hue to it. And the eyes were also a little bit bigger than humans' eyes. They looked pretty human, but something was off. It was almost like the uncanny valley effect. And... They had almost like what looked like these contacts over their eyes and they were black contacts. But when this being laid down towards me, I could kind of see like behind the contacts and I could tell that they had like normal kind of looking eyes, but they were white or really, really pale blue. And they all had really extremely long blonde hair or like a creamy kind of colored hair. And yeah, so anyway, this feminine being or Nordic alien, I don't know, had laid down towards me and she told me everything was going to be fine, you're going to be okay, nothing nothing bad is going to happen to you. And then when that happened, I was just surrounded by that same white light again. And then I woke up and I fully woke up, I bolted upright out of bed and I started looking around and I was shaking, I was sweating, something just didn't feel right. And then when I looked around my ex-partner's room, it was my old bedroom in York, my childhood bedroom. And I started freaking out. I was like, how 
the hell did I get here? This is not where I meant to be. And it wasn't until I looked at my ex-partner sleeping next to me, then looked back up, the whole bedroom rearranged itself back into his bedroom. So I don't know what that was. Maybe I was reliving something that I had experienced when I was a kid, but I I, I still can't explain it. it. It was either a very surreal dream or it actually happened. I don't, I'm not sure. That's incredible. Um, I, w- I don't really want to think of that because like it's, if that was a dream, that's a very detailed dream. Like someone said, uh, Joe said in the comments, they're like, if this is a dream, it's a very detailed, amazing dream. Um, so it, it makes yeah, like really go like this, the way you're sort of describing them before you started going, like, I was going to mention, if, if, was there any hair? But then when there's like long blonde hair, yes. it's like Palladians maybe, or, you know, Nordic, like you said, like there's, they're the part yeah. what I think of uh, when it comes to like long blonde sort of hair. Um, yeah. You also mentioned like, like um, their faces are very, uh, how do you describe their faces? Like very um, tight or something like that? Androgynous. Like, so like they all, they all look pretty much the same, but they were slightly different. Like you could kind of tell which facial features were a bit more masculine and which were, were a bit more feminine, but they all look pretty much yeah. almost identical. Uh, yeah. Like same sort of skin, same eyes and contacts like say hair like maybe the coloration was slightly different for each individual but they all pretty much looked the same they were all wearing the same thing would you like to describe them as like beautiful or attractive oh extremely (laughs) extremely they were very that as i like to describe it to somebody outside of the ET community or the paranormal community, I usually say, you know the elves from Year of the Rings, like the long yep. blonde-haired elves? They look like that, but different. Like, it, it kind of gave you the uncanny valley effect, and it definitely kind of freaked me out. I was like, these are not human. These, these guys aren't human, but they look human, and it kind of did freak me out a bit, to be honest. No, that's that's fine. Well, it sounds pretty like yeah, classical. I mean, it probably blend more towards yeah, Nordic maybe. Um, I think Palladians. Yeah. I'm not hundred percent sure. Again, like you know, we're going through a bit of a different different sort of concept here when it comes oh, to yeah. Because people got different ideas and um, descriptions to some degree, but um, dog faces exactly. Yeah, like um, sounds weird, but could you like describe like a like was there a smell to them at all, or like breath or anything like that? any sort of stuff like that, like. No, I couldn't. If anything, kind of looking back on it, I didn't really smell much. It was more just like feeling things, like feeling something cold and hard on my back. I didn't really smell anything. Um, yeah, no, I just smelled normal, like you're breathing air sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember if I smelt anything, um, but I do definitely remember that it was just a strange experience and I, I could have been like laying on a table or something maybe a gurney I don't know um but all I know is that it felt cold and hard on my back but yeah not quite sure about smells but that's a really good question that is a really good question actually if I ever get abducted again that's the first thing I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> definitely want that smell um because I'm, I'm sure that smell yeah <laughs> At least you like to think so. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Grubbs asking there, what were they blue? I think you said they were, they were white, pasty sort of colored or gray? Yeah. So they, yeah, I'm not 100% sure because they look like they were wearing black contacts over their actual eyes. And, but when the more feminine being, and she was on my right hand side as well, she kind of bent down. I could see what looked like contacts, black contacts, but behind the black contacts, it looked like either very pale blue or potentially like white, maybe a gray color. I, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's more going for the skin color of them. Oh, right. Sorry, my bad. Um, so their skin color was like very, very white, like paper white sort of thing, but it had like a grayish undertone to it. So you know how with some people they'll have undertones of like either pink or yellow and that sort of thing, like more fleshy sort of tones. That sounds disgusting. Fleshy tones. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, their undertone was like gray. It was like a bluey gray kind of color. Yep, no, that's fair enough. Like, um, so he's also asking too if um, did you hear when they were speaking to you? Like, did it come from their mouth or was it like through your head, like through a sock kind of way? It looked like she was talking, but it felt like it was in my head. You know, it definitely felt like it was in my head, but I could see that her mouth was moving. But it was, it was definitely very weird. So I could hear what she was saying, and but it was definitely like there was something there, like in my head sort of thing and it was like I don't know if she was talking to me telepathically or maybe she was doing both at the same time yeah no that's fair enough too like obviously a lot of people when they have these sort of encounters they are saying like you know it's like a voice inside their head you know and they're like trying to work out well what how can you be speaking to me like this was your mouth not moving but obviously in your case their mouths are moving but it's not coming from them directly which is strange in a sense like why would you have a moving mouth or was it maybe not to freak you out maybe I'm not sure Maybe, and that's what I thought. I thought they, I kind of got that feeling that they were trying to keep me as calm as humanly possible, but they were allowing me to see these things. That's how it kind of felt. They were allowing me to see these things, but they didn't want to freak me out too much to the point where my brain just breaks. <laughs> I think us humans actually met extraterrestrials and they were talking through us, like through tele- uh, telepathy our brains would just fully snap. So they're trying to keep us as calm as possible, I think, being like, hey, yes, we can communicate telepathically, but, like, it's okay. <laughs> We're not going to hurt you. Telepathically, that's the one. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got a really good question here for, uh, not a question, but a uh, uh, a suggestion. Um, James is saying, could it um, be to translate language? Like, obviously, going through your mind there to go and put it into our language for you to understand. Like, did it sort of like, it might, it might be hard to remember, but did it like sort of like match up with the lip sync at all? Or maybe like, if you were able to remember that at all? It was a bit off. Like it did look like lip syncing kind of thing. It did look like a dub, like they were dubbing over and it did. Um, but yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't know. I, if anything, I was kind of freaking out. I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So I didn't really take right. too much information in, but I took as much as I possibly could. My brain would allow me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know it's going to be a hard one too. Like, do you sort of remember like maybe the time frame of how this when this all happened? Like, if you happened to see a time when you might have been roughly, maybe 
Yeah, it would have. It would have been actually weirdly enough when my second encounter happened. That was back in 2018. So I believe it was. I think after that encounter had happened. So probably about a year after my second encounter had happened. So whether it's related, not sure. <laughs> Yeah, anything's possible to be honest. Um, but like, what about like, um, well, you know, how long the experience of the encounter might have happened? Like, how long that time frame went for? Like, if, if you had to manage to take a little bit of time, or or when you woke up, mm. time frame. It, it kind of, actually, I do. It was I woke up when I woke up. It was three o eight in the morning. It was three o eight. I remember that because I. When I looked back down at my partner sleeping and looked back up and everything rearranged itself, I looked at the clock and it was 3.08. But I don't remember what time the dream had actually happened. And But when I was in the dream, um, it did feel like I was in there for probably maybe 15 minutes max. No, that's fair enough. Look, that's... Again, look, it's one of those things like you sort of don't really know what's going to happen or when to expect there and... but. At least you sort of got to manage the other get yeah. details out of it and like time frame of when this sort of yeah. encounter occurred. Um, another question I was going to ask now, which has gone out of my head there because I'm sort of reading half a ton of the comments as well. <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah, no, that's all good. Because you know, um, uh, like you, you said, you like you, it went from your old bedroom room setup, like which maybe makes me think like they obviously encountered with you before in the past there with yeah. how your bedroom was set up in the past. Um, yeah. Like, have you ever had any thoughts on the, like what the concept behind that might have been there with like going from your like your childhood sort of bedroom stuff to then reverting into your your current location? Yeah, so I think what it could have been is it could have definitely been uh, maybe they were trying to give me some sort of connection about like I, I'm not sure because I know that when we were living in that old town. It's a small, tiny little country town out the wheat belt. Um, I remember everybody, everybody had some sort of story, whether it be extraterrestrial related or paranormal related. Uh, you ask anybody in, in that town or even farmers and that sort of thing, and they will, te- they will have at least one story where they've seen weird lights in the sky. So maybe they were just intrigued um, by our family's energy maybe i'm not sure maybe it was something i was i it had happened to me when i was a child and i was reliving it maybe maybe they allowed me to relive it i'm not sure but it yeah that is a very interesting question um because i have a feeling it could have been potentially on that same night that um my brother and my dad believed to be abducted maybe it was the same night and then as soon as i reached a certain age they allowed me to to see that i i i'm not sure so interesting question though um look it's look it's uh it's quite reasonable questions too like in your own end they're like trying to your own sort of encounter and experiences there so like by all means like it it could very well be that concept um like uh grubs asking too again um like they leave any uh, leave any like sort of knowledge or suggestions, anything about the world situations, any warnings or anything like any sort of messages afterwards, if you remember at all. No, but I do. 
they didn't tell me anything about like what was going to happen with the world or I mean that'd be cool and if anything I'd be like hey I'd be out with the like the community bell being you know if that did happen but um but I did have another dream afterwards now this one did feel more like a dream and again it was the same figure that was on my right hand side the more feminine figure um she had appeared to me and she said you need to come home so that was weird as she that's all she said to me she said you need to come home and then that was it so <laughs> oh i don't know what yeah. that was about kind of, yeah oh, i don't want to add too much in your, your past or whatnot but obviously there must have been something that you had to mm. back through. maybe there's some sort of um suggestion to go on like obviously something's happening at home yeah or something i don't know it's like you know like the yeah mission or something like that. sort of like yeah maybe to go go back to my hometown go back yeah, to the country maybe or really oh well yeah we've been back mainly for visits and that sort of thing um but yeah usually when i because i've always lived in the country even in new zealand we were living in the country so I think I am very like drawn to nature and that sort of thing quite naturally. So maybe that's what they were telling me was you need to get back into nature. You need to connect again. Yeah, fair enough. Like, did you feel fulfilled so, afterwards though? Like after all that sort of stuff, like after a little bit of a. I did. Okay. Yeah, I actually did. But at, yeah, it could, could have definitely been that. But at the same time, it left me with more questions than answers as well, because I was like, what do they mean? I'm horror. Like, what it, um, what does she mean by that? So I I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but maybe that could have been the case, like getting back into nature and that sort of thing, just getting connected and grounded. Yeah, that's the one thing I hate too. When people sort of get these paranormal or encounters of such, where you know they're getting these messages, it's all subliminal. It's like it's it's a puzzle piece. Like you need to work it out. Like go, just give us a straight answer or a straight question, you know, whatever. <laughs> Just go home, talk to mum, I'm sick or something like that. Go and talk to her. She's, she needs a good talking to her or something, you know. Just, just get, we started. No, that's bullshit. Go home. <laughs> I know, they speak in riddles, don't they? And it's like, yeah. how am I meant to figure this out? You're talking to a lower level human being here. How am I meant to figure this out? You just sucked me up into the sky, into your spaceship, and now you're, make, you're telling me to figure this out. What? <laughs> so <laughs> true, though. <laughs> Frustration though. Oh, come on, guys. We can do better than this. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um, so I've got Aaron here asking too. Um, did you ever find any strange marks on your body after the encounter? Like, if, whether you're saying like, it could have been from childhood there or if it was recently where you were in your um, mm. yeah, that current location when you had the experience there. Like, did you happen to look over your body to see if there's any markings or anything strange out of place? No, I didn't actually look over my body or anything like that and if there was any sort of weird markings I would have I would have noticed but there was nothing of the sort there was no weird markings or anything like that um when I did actually come home from my partner's house um the next day I ended up talking to my older brother about it because ever since his experience happened that happened when he was seven he's been right into you know finding out the truth about aliens about EPs and UFOs and that sort of thing so I ended up going like telling him about my dream that I had and he looked at me and the first thing he said was exactly what you said it's either Nordic aliens or Pladinians or Pladeans 
Like, um, other scrum to say it. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's so many different ways on how to say it. Um, but yeah, my brother looked at me and he looked quite shocked. And he was like, you've just been visited by either Nordic aliens or Pladinians. So don't know which one they are. Maybe they're the same thing, but we just call them different names. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, no, it was it was very strange. And then I, I kind of looked at him because I wasn't into the whole UFO thing quite yet or even the spiritual stuff quite yet. I was getting a little bit into it, but I didn't know too much at that time. Um, and when I told my brother that, he ended up with, and he told me, you know, it's either Nordic aliens or Pladinians, but I'll show you. Like, I will literally show you. So he typed it up on his computer. And sure enough, all this information came up about um, Nordic aliens and Pladinians. And then I saw a photo that somebody had um, photoshopped or, like, maybe it was AI, AI created. I'm not sure. Um, but somebody had made it and I was like, that's what they looked like. They had the long blonde hair, the like they were wearing white, the high necks, like everything. Everything was pretty much identical. Yeah. And I was like, that that was it that was it um so yeah it's quite weird that my brother said that as well like the first thing that he said to me after i'd shared my experience that was the first thing he said so could it could have been <laughs> yeah look either way it's quite amazing and so it makes you wonder too like just how much history have you had with these beings if there has been an interest in particularly you um which has yeah. been a bit of family line there it makes me sort of curious too is like just how far has this gone back? But you just can't remember really? anything. Um, and you might be probably into a little sort of um, little segments here and there. Yeah, possibly, definitely, possibly. And then the fact that a lot of um, close family members of mine and even my partner have also had near death experiences as well, um, which I know does make you more susceptible to. Um, uh, to paranormal experiences, but also psychic experiences. So maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe it is a part of my dad's genetics to have this, you know, psychic ability. Uh, not a hundred percent sure, but it's very interesting. Yeah, that's fair enough too. Like um, with the regards to the, because uh, another question that comes from Grub, I um, sort of asked the question with the regarding the light that came in the room there. Was it sort of like illuminating through the window or was it like sort of coming from inside the bedroom? So pretty much it looked like it looked like it was coming through the window at the start. It was like a bright light being shone from the actual spacecraft itself, from the you know, the arrowhead spacecraft. And its nose was slightly tilted down. So it kind of came from like Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This sort of area where they, it looked like there was a window, pretty much. And it came from that and it came into my window, and then it just completely surrounded my vision, completely surrounded me, and then that's when I woke up and the white light had dissipated, but we were still, like, in a bright white room, pretty much me and these beings, um, and it was still very bright white, so maybe that could have been the reason why they were wearing contacts, because it was a very, very bright room. It could have been that. Um, but, yeah, definitely it it came from the spacecraft and then shone into my room and then enveloped my vision and enveloped, I believe, me as well. Yeah, no, that's fair enough too. It's sort of, I guess it, it sounds like pretty characteristic of, well, I guess, from what I've heard from people, you know, the light comes into the room and then all of a sudden the room just lights up completely and yeah, gives me as very um, extreme light. There's so like near blinding to that. Can- yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much almost blinding. Um, and that is the only reason why I could explain maybe that's why they were wearing contacts because it was a very, very bright, bright room. Yeah, someone did say in the comments too there, they said that they're, our light's too bright for them, so they've got to wear like the, so, some sort of, yeah, the contacts there help with that. Yeah. If it's, their light's too bright for themselves too, then of course that's going to help in that sort of case too, you know, a bit of sunglasses on while you're... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to duck on to you. The other experience here, we had the objects sort of zipping around and sort of stuff. Like, I know you said, like, uh, holding around and zipping around up and down and doing figure of eights and whatnot. Like, what was sort of, like, um, size or distance span sort of thing? Like, were these sort of uh, inter- like, interactions, these, uh, oh, what would I lost myself now? Like, the maneuvers. How far were these maneuvers sort of traveling on the sky in the concept of, like, Ah, within milliseconds. Within milliseconds. And so pretty much when it would do the figure eights in the sky and then go up like this, and then when we tried to film it and then it dissipated and then reappeared across the horizon about five kilometres away, it was within the span of like a second. When it disappeared to the point where it reappeared again, it, it wasn't even a second, I don't think. It was probably milliseconds. It happened like that were super quick yeah so what about like um the the distance though like for someone is zipping is it like it's like 
using half the sky when it's zip zigzagging, or is it like sort of like sort of confining its own little area there? Yeah, it kind of found its own little area that it would kind of like zip, and it was like very, I don't know, very organized, organized chaos, pretty much. So it was in its own little trajectory sort of thing, and it would go up like this, but it's almost in a column. Yeah, it kind of looked like that. Um, and the stand in between the zigzags, like in between the little two zigzags here, I would probably say it was mm, maybe about 500 metres apart from each other. So not too far, not too close. So, yeah, it was about 500 metres apart from each other when it was going up like that. And But when it was doing the figure of eight, it almost took up the whole sky when it would do that. Like oh, wow. pretty much half of the horizon. Yeah, half of the horizon, it would start doing this. But it was still at one section of the horizon, but it would it was a large portion of the horizon that it started doing the figure eights. But when it would zigzag, it was very quite short um, and very jagged. But it had it it had a trajectory. It had a purpose. Yeah, it sort of makes me always wonder too. Like when people say they experience these doing these weird maneuvers they're like you know figure of eights doing zigzagging across the sky and whatnot it's sort of it's sort of work in my own head like what the hell is the concept behind doing all these maneuvers some people think that like they're trying to reach yeah. their, their craft or something like like under like a, some sort of hybrid yeah. and it's like well it's a pretty weird maneuver maybe uv waves uh, i don't know Red, yeah. anything's possible it's like what the hell yeah. imagine why the hell we want to be zigzagging around and ping-ponging against a visible wall and um, whether or not they get sometimes you know. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe that even those crafts are actually the extraterrestrials. Maybe they are the sentient beings. Don't know, but anything's possible. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, anything's possible at this point. But yeah, no, it was definitely very, very strange. And I do agree. It's it's very strange how they just do weird maneuvers like that, and. Maybe it could have something to do with UV rays. Maybe that's how they charge up their crafts and that sort of thing and their reconnaissance crafts. Maybe they do have to do those maneuvers in order to collect all the UV rays, maybe. Yeah, look, it's a strong possibility. Look, anything is possible. This mm. We still don't know how their crafts work. Um, obviously, like, mm. you know, we have a different sort of concepts and ideas and that sort of nature, but in the end, we really don't know. Like, it must be a part of the the dark government, you know, the underground government and whatnot. Yeah. But it's always makes me um wonder too, like um now well I've lost myself now. Um oh no, sorry, no, I was gonna say uh, people have also said like, you know, they're just trying to get your attention or something like that. And it makes it like why would Yeah entering uh what why do they want to well, own a certain amount of people? Yeah. Well maybe that's also what gives them power. Maybe attention gives them power. Kind of like in, like... A belief system. I believe, yeah, yeah, like maybe, because um, I know with the folklore, I'm not sure if it, it was a part of Peter Pan, pretty much, and if you say you don't believe in fairies, the fairies die, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe it's the same sort of concept where if you give them a lot of attention, their energy levels increase. Could be that. Yeah, I sort of... 
what makes me wonder on that then, like, do you think that Megan Sell is a little bit more known to the world then, if that was the case? Uh, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe too much attention kills them and they just need just, just the right amount. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre sort of theory, but it's look, it could be possible. I could be. Who knows? Who knows, honestly? But not until the aliens come out and be like, well, this is what's been happening. Then I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so at the moment, it's all just theories and speculation. So anything's possible. And I'm not against mm. any sort of different theories here and there. Like, obviously, some sound more bizarre than others and such. But, you know, like that one really bizarre sort of theory could be their actual truth to it, be on it. And it's like, well, haha, <laughs> you all thought I was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. But yeah. Dunno, and I completely agree with you. There's so many different interesting theories and that sort of thing. Some are more bizarre than others, but sometimes the really, really bizarre ones could actually be true. Yeah, no, that's right. Uh, so James here saying he's um I feel they need to, they need us to grow without too much interference or again the power of consciousness beings uh, oh sorry, consciousness brings them here. So look it's a mm. I don't know, I sort of feel like I'll well, it's a hard one because obviously we want them to be out here. Like a lot of people who have had encounters and experiences, they want them to come forward and go, hey, look, this is what we are, this is who we are, and whatnot. And, you know, you haven't been crazy over all these years. They're thinking that you're seeing weird things and, you know, you're questioning your sanity. Um, want them out here. But obviously there's some sort of bigger role behind here on the concept of why they need to be hidden so much or whatever reasons. You know, there's got to be something. Either way, I hope it's a really good excuse because I was going to be kicking them up the ass going, that's not a good enough reason, mate. We need you out here, like, you know, decades ago. So, I don't Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, too true. But, yeah, I'm not sure, like, why they come here. I'm not 100% sure. But um, it could be something to do, definitely something to do with consciousness. Um, maybe humans were potentially genetically engineered. And maybe they're just coming in to check on us, like a, almost like a petri dish sh- science experiment. <laughs> maybe you know, because yeah, we thing, could have, you know, we could have really. Um, no, no, you're right. Um, but yeah, no, we could have definitely been like a science experiment or genetically engineered from Neanderthals, maybe. Um, with alien DNA in order to create modern humans. Um, and I think it's quite funny how quickly human civilization has garnered the, um, the access to technology, how quickly we've managed to do that um, out of the thousands and thousands of years that Homo sapiens and also Neanderthals have been alive for, but how quickly we've managed to you know, take off with modern humans and technology and that sort of thing. So that could be a possibility of um, aliens genetically modifying uh, Neanderthals or potentially even early Homo sapiens. Yeah, no, look, there's a lot of things in the history that we don't understand and stuff. And look, I've got the my own personal theory mm. that we are some sort of alien ant farm where, you know, they, for whatever reasons, they're observing us or experimenting. Um, people are saying, like, in the comments mm. here, look, you know, science experiments or genetic engineered. Um, people have also come come up with theories. They're like, you know, we're far, well, they're creating hybrids of themselves with us because obviously there's not out there. Yeah. So they need to sort of 
hybrid ice themselves so they can adapt to this sort of environment. You know, there's a lot of different concepts yeah. here and theories and look, I sort of feel like, you know, uh, alien ant farm sort of seems pretty plausible. Um, being yeah. bioengineered to a degree, I think that's quite plausible too. Whether they are actually yeah. aliens from another planet or another dimension or they could have been um, potentially here originally, you know, they could have been um, or oh, you know, they could have been only for, like, well before us. Exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I I found that theory uh, theory just recently, and about you know aliens actually being here way before humans were, and I found it so fascinating. I was like, that could definitely be a possibility, or maybe with our universe and that sort of thing, uh, it regenerates itself over and over and over again. So maybe these aliens are from different dimensions and they can see that, that our universe just repeats itself over and over again, maybe slightly different every time, but it repeats itself. So maybe that could be an interesting thing to them because in their universe, their universe doesn't repeat. Yeah, that's, that's one way we're going to do it. Yeah, look, again, look, there's anything is possible. Um, it's really hard to understand and get a grasp of until they actually knock on our front doors and get, hey, we are here. Which we're all hoping. Exactly. For. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true, true. But I think um, majority of extraterrestrial experiences um, that people have had, most people have said that they're actually quite kind and um, quite soft-spoken and they're not aggressive. Um, it might scare people because, you know, you know, with that whole stereotype about getting probed and all of that. But a lot of people that I have talked to about their own experiences, uh, whether it's, they usually don't remember all of it. They don't, usually there's bits and pieces that are missing. Um, so I, I don't think that they're here to harm us. I think there's some races of aliens and that sort of thing that are here to harm us, like, the greys i think the greys are very mischievous um but i do think when it comes to other extraterrestrials um i don't really think they're here to hurt us i think they're more just like curious if anything yeah like you said like you know there have been some um i think particularly the palladians and the nordics i think they're supposed to be the ones that are quite um pretty casual you know pretty calm collected you know still the ones and pretty um easily approached um but greys, I've heard different stories of those different uh, species of greys, or not species, different um, types of greys, I guess. Oh, the same same species, but different. Um, sort of like how we have their own different sort of species of humans, like, you know, Asians, Indians, and that sort of concept. But, like, they're all the same, but we're mm. different races of that um, species. Of that, yeah, of that species, exactly. So, yeah, it definitely could be because, um, yeah, like, a lot of people, when they talk about, the greys and that sort of thing, they've said, you know, some some of them are green in colour, like a grey-green in colour. Some of them are completely grey, like dark grey. So definitely could be could be something like that. Yeah. My headset might be dying. Hang on, give us a second. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Hang on. I'll go back to the old set. Hang on. Give us a minute. I'm going to go and fix myself up here and hopefully get this working. All right. All good. Actually, I might even. I oh, yeah, good. I don't know. They were charged up. I don't know what's going on here. I know where we go. And where is it? Oh no! Is that the wrong headset? 
Oh, no, no, no. Um, sorry, guys. I'm going to get back here in a second. That might be the wrong headset there. Hang on. Oop, yeah, that one must have worked. Have I still got you? Yeah, you still got me. Yep, no, that's right. You're just breaking up through on my end there. Jeez, bloody technology. I, I think they're onto us now. They're just trying to break us. They're onto us. Oh, look, it's been a while since we've had a few hiccups here, but um, for some reason, something's going on. Oh, hang on, that'll be wild. I know this. Nah, the bloody kids have been in here. I'm so cute. Bloody. Oh, cheeky, cheeky. Yeah, definitely. There we go. I think it just popped up. Where'd we go? Where'd we go? Here it is. All right. Hang on. Cook. Oh. I think we're fine. There we go. We're working. I got you. Oh, oh. Well, g'day. Good job. <laughs> on the old headset. <laughs> I don't know why they died and started playing up, unless they are onto us. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> well, it's my, it's my, <laughs> it's my one start playing up, then I'm going to be like, yeah, they're onto us. They're onto us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, like, like I was saying before, like, you know, um, we've got some elephant beings there. We've got other beings that are supposed to be quite, you know, interactive. Um, but one is really, like I was saying, you know, greys have a different species of their own races there that sort of have a, you know, I've got, um, Paul and so and there's talking to the, um, the, uh, oh, geez, now I'm mind blank here now. Um, they've got their own greys. I can't think of it now. It'll come to me. Um, the Zetas, the Zetas, um, which they call themselves. Yes, oh, yeah. they've got a connection with them, supposedly, um, that, so they claim. Um, whether or not, you know, that's up to everyone else's opinions there. But I've looked the information they sort of give out on their sort of um, their contact there is look seems quite quite reasonable and believable. And it's like you know, but I'm I'm not here to mm. question them or judge them or anything like that. Um, that's for everyone else yeah. to do that one. Um, but I've had a good chat with mm. the, the white people. Um, but then you also got the the reptilians there, where I've had people where who had experience with reptilians there. They're supposed to be like the, you know. Don't go near them, sort of ones. Don't have interactions. Nothing on there. They're quite the evil, malevolent sort of race. Yeah. Um, people have had experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, I've also had other encounters there where people have had reptilians there where they've been quite good. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Like, like everyone, or every I don't know intelligent species. I suppose there's good and bads. Um, it's just exactly. Well, you can't have bad without the good. You can't have good without the bad. So there's always light and dark matter within the universe. Yeah. No. It's 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 sort of weird where it's all going. Like, why is it? Or what? Or also too, like, what's with the hostility? Why is there hostility between the races there when it comes to us? If you're you know, us. If you want to try and do good things, or the, there's people that want to do the bad, the species that want to do the bad things. It's like, why? What's going on here? And like, how is it? It's 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 intergalactic war between these races saying hey no we want to be the the dominant species of this earth and whatnot you know i know people have talked about this galactic federation sort of thing it's like well if there's an existence there well then make it more known like you know bringing out this galactic federation is supposed to be so true i guess (laughs) hang on have i died again i've lost you Oh no, they are onto me. They are really onto me. What's going on here? Better build up that firewall. There we go. Aha. 
There we go. No, there we, there we go. go. What is going No, but, um... No, so it wasn't me. So everyone lost the sound. Okay, good. Um, oh, jeez. Oh. Of course I did. Yeah, maybe... Well, yeah, maybe we hit the nail on the head with something here, and now they're trying to be like, no, shut it down. Shut it down. Dude, I think... No. <laughs> I think we're on. Davey. Oh, I wasn't just saying you're crazy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, that's. So, uh, there's there's some paranormal stuff happening in their wall of their life. We you know we've got the government on now going into us here, trying to hack into us. So. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, maybe. Well, I'll let you know if the men in black show up to my door. <laughs> oh, definitely. Look, if, they, if the men in black come knocking on my door and go, it's like, oh, you know something, do you? What do you know? Yeah, it's just like, oh, why are you here, huh? Yeah. I know what you know. <laughs> well, Lisa, I want to know what you know. I want more to know. Sorry, I want to know more what you know. No more. Yeah. yeah. But so, going back uh, to the... <laughs> going back to the intergalactic treaty, um, well, that could actually be the reason why the government has... It, is potentially trying to create this new world order. Because if we're all unified as the human race, then that would be a lot easier to, if there was impending um, invasion from, you know, extraterrestrials, then we would be banded together and stronger than ever as the human race. So that could be the reason why um, they're trying to create this new world order sort of thing. They want to try and put Earth on the sun, sun, Front, uh, front page pretty much and just show the universe that hey we are here and we are capable so it could be that oh look I feel like if the if the aliens or whoever they are did just come out in the forefront there and say hey look we are here I think that would pretty much yeah. unify every single country going hey look we have some sort of species here that we don't know or yeah I'm pretty sure that would unify so I'm pretty sure it was uh the American president Eisenhower, don't quote me on that one, because one of their presidents said, look, yeah. the only way we're going to get um, a unified world is if something invaded us from out there. You know, we're not going to go and unify on our own. And Exactly. History's proven that. Like, even today, you know, things, there's always still wars happening over stupid shit or, you know, whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm sort of on the same board as that. You know, if the only reason we're going to get them to unify is unless there's an outer enemy or an out of out of threat hostile yeah out of threat that's the yeah (laughs) yes it's very 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 correct but maybe that's why they're trying to ease us into it so it doesn't just all happen like overnight like oh yeah aliens do exist they have said that uaps exist yes but maybe they're just trying to slowly ease us into it and just be like well yeah we're trying to unify the world so you know if there is a foreign threat or a extraterrestrial threat then we can band together i think maybe that could be the case but yeah it's it's quite strange all of this especially with the media now and the government now just coming out with all this information being like oh yeah uaps exist yeah they always have it's like what else are you hiding? You must tell us. You have to tell us. Us as the people must know what's going on. We have to know. You no. can't just say, oh, UA- UAPs exist and then not elaborate, you know? Yeah. And yet they keep sharing these stupid videos that give no credit to 
what they're trying to tell us going oh yeah look this is a potential uap you know it's like all blurry and pixelated or in infrared and looks mm. crap and blah 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 and it's like mm. what about the rest of it like you know there's other i'm sure there's other footage out there that's probably like you know 4k high definition you know and 2000 pixelations you know so it's so highly detailed and can't be discredited you know that's the ones that we were on um but they keep, exactly uh, they keep jumping back on this national security bullshit because yeah. uh, that's their excuses to go and try and hide the truth and it's like well you know, there's something there that's i'm sure that doesn't go against your national security um like obviously you're trying to hide your, your current capabilities but there's stuff in the past that you know where you're well and truly above that technology now like you know year 2000 cameras were still pretty decent back in those days you know and i'm sure someone had a photo there or something reasonably good or detailed you know somewhere uh, Ooh, I'm not there we go the share a bit now it's funny that someone said in the comments there um you know pine gaps the gap between us now you know we've got our pine gaps between us they're, they're interfering with us so it's probably true oh no <laughs> that's true i didn't think about that that's so true i didn't even think about that yeah it's like literally directly in between like you know wa and queensland oh my god <laughs> big thing big sink yeah there he is there's Aaron Aaron's the ones that um said that one thanks Aaron <laughs> love it thank you I'm not surprised to be honest I'm really not but yeah no I'm not I'm not sure because like when it comes to national security and and that sort of thing there aren't we the people like important enough to actually know this like you're trying to protect us i get that whatever but we already uh, so many of us already know that this exists we just want more details so we're not speculating anymore on well, hey whether this was a dream that i had or whether i was actually abducted we need this information because so many people out there they think that they're crazy when they're really not and they actually had a genuine experience, whether it be paranormal, extraterrestrial, whatever it may be. But they're sitting there stewing in their own thoughts, thinking that they're crazy and that they can't talk to anybody about this. You know, I, I think it's so important that we need to get the word out because there is something there that we can't explain. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Mish has one, uh, mentioned the comments there too, which is a theory I've, I've forgotten about as well. Um, there's like apparently governments have signed us up for farm us, um, so they don't want to, they don't want us to know that we've been sold out, which is you know quite plausible too. Like you know if they're having some sort of agreement mm. with like you just go willy nilly, go whoever you want, you know, pick them up and you give us technology, which I have heard that sort of theory before. You know like, like for trade for for technology or whatever, they're they're going to go and give up mm. us us basically. Um, well, yeah. I, and I have heard that as well, and I also have a friend as well um, who also believes that, and I was actually very briefly just kind of talking to her about it, and she was like, no, it's so weird because um, some women throughout the world, where after they have this potential abduction experience, they complain about having abdominal pain, almost like period pain, pretty much, or some like they suddenly now have all these gynecological issues when they never used to be any um after their their 
abduction experiences. So maybe they are farming women and like human women and human men for these, you know, to, I don't know, maybe to make these human alien hybrids. Yeah. That's the people I've sort of spoken to, like, which there have been women um, who claim like mm-hmm. it was on, on some sort of hybridization. They claim that they've got families mm. up out there, you know, they've got children um, yeah. that are up there and, you know, just talk to them. Talk to them. I've had on the podcast before. Yeah, wow. Well. Also, the same thing, though, they've had, um, haven't had miscarries, but they've had, you know, missed pregnancies that are just like, you know, they're pregnant once and then all of a sudden it's just no longer pregnant. And it's like, well, that yeah. You know, there's a bit more of a sock. No, it doesn't. You have a miscarriage, you know, or something like that. Um, so doctors couldn't really explain it. And they just go, yeah, I know you, your body yeah. absorbed it. I mean, I was like, pretty sure the body doesn't absorb that sort of tissue. You know, it becomes quite infected if it's going to stick around. And, you know, it, mm. you know, there's a lot more medical mm-hmm. concerns when that sort of stuff happens when you're having a, a miscarriage or something like that, you know. But either way, 100%. You're trying to cover up or some shit. It's another go. I agree. Yeah, another government conspiracy, you know, conspiracy cover-up. But no, I I have to agree with that. Um, And plus, I myself have actually, in the last probably, I'd say three years now, I've also had gynecological issues. So whether it's related to potentially being abducted could possibly be it. But uh, I have heard quite a few stories of, women like mainly from like friends of friends sort of thing um but they've complained that they've had they never had any issues being able to conceive and then they've had this experience where they saw a weird light in the sky and then the next day they had extremely debilitating pain and now suddenly suddenly they've just had either endometriosis or you know some something else and it's and there has actually been incre- increasing um, cases of this, and I know with you know endometriosis and that's and that sort of thing that can happen naturally, one hundred percent. But whether it could be microplastics, maybe you know adding hormones into the water, making us sick, could definitely be a factor. But it's actually quite weird that uh, with these alien human hybrid sort of things, it would take a lot of pressure and toll on a woman's body to go through that. So maybe that could be the case. And there has actually been increasing um, cases of endometriosis, whether it be microplastics or maybe alien-human hybrids. Interesting. It's very interesting. You just oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you decide pretty much, yeah. Oh, look, it's... it's- like I said, like, you know, it's all different theories and lots, lots of different claims. Yeah. Again, well, unfortunately, we don't have enough evidence to go and really sort of make these claims. And people will say, like, exactly, you know, just come out with the open with it and try and, you know, say that this is what's happening. Um, but unfortunately, like, you know, if you can't prove it, it's not really going to go and make any justification. Yeah. Encounter or, or how to be encountered. Uh, yeah. But obviously, like, when hopefully, like, talking like this, you know, sort of helps bring out more people to go and go, hey, look, I'm having these sort of same, sort of like, uh, you know, I'm having miscarries or I am having some sort of um, uh, issues down there, you know, or whatever reasons, mm-hmm. you know, something just popped up and I'm having like some sort of weird paranormal sort of thing. I was, hopefully enough women can mm-hmm. come forward and go really like, try and get oh, yeah. evidence based on what's going on as long as they like don't. 100%. A medical 
issue. Like there's, there's obviously a lot of things yeah, but- from like the lineup with it. And there's probably something I should probably look into as well. Like try and get a connection going, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of a lead up or a build up into whatever experiences they get up to and whatever comes up in that medical reasons. Like I know it's a bit personal, but mm-hmm. you know, if they it is come forward, but you know, it, it could actually sort of bring them present more evidence to it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, and it's. Because, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I know that, as you said before, um, with women having gynecological issues after they've had, you know, potentially an alien encounter or an abduction, it's very strange because a lot of women have either said that they've had, like, weird bumps, like, above their abdomen um, or near their navel sort of area. They've had weird you know, cuts or bruises that have just shown up out of nowhere, or they've actually had proper gynecological issues where they're in a lot of pain, and then suddenly they now have all these other issues that come with that. So whether it could be the alien-human hybrid thing happening or just miraculous medical mysteries, um, it definitely could be both. Definitely could be both, yep. but I think it's quite fascinating. Um, and the number of women who have actually had those um, those abduction experiences, uh, I think those women really need to come forward and be like, well, hey, this is what happened to me. Because, yeah, uh, weirdly enough, quite a few women um, have said something about a gynecological problem um, or weird bruises around their navel area or around their, you know, thighs and that sort of thing. When that, you know, they didn't fall asleep with them the night before sort of thing. And it's quite, I, I think a lot more women should be a bit more forthcoming about their their uh, health struggles, but also their um, extraterrestrial because they could be definitely related. And a lot of people, I guess, they're too afraid. Um, I, I know it's both men and women. Um, I know a lot of men and women are just sometimes a little bit too scared to be open about it because they don't want to be deemed as crazy by society. Yeah, that's pretty much actually basically who has an encounter. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, and I think that we need to get rid of that stigma that, you know, people who've had par- like paranormal or extraterrestrial experiences they're not crazy. They they just experience something that is otherworldly, and that needs to be researched one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm sure there is someone out there probably doing the research, but I think it's just, like I said, like it's it's going to be hard to sort of try and dive into that. There, obviously, yeah. because of personal reasons, it's medical, and it's going to be very yeah, very difficult to sort of try and get that evidence based unless the people muddy waters, women. It's yeah, very well, yeah, waters and they see and. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, that sounds horrible. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, and honey, I have to deal with it every month. Come on, I know, I know. I'm getting, I'm being real. <laughs> um, yeah, Jane says in the comments, here, like a lot of people who get abducted don't want to be abducted, so they they do what they want with their permission. Um, you know, yeah. and she's also mentioned that, like, yeah, um, there is a lot of stories that they need us because the race cannot reproduce. Um, which is like, yeah, obviously, which is more the cases where we're saying like hybridization and such. Um, but then there's been times where people have said like they've agreed to this sort of, um, whether it's experimentation or, you know, 
breeding program of theirs. But then a lot of people have mm. as well, and they're like, you know, they're freaking out, you know, mm. scared of the shit house. Um, because like, you know, they're sort of having these vivid um memories of things happening to them and such. Uh, yeah. absolutely scary. And like whether or not they have agreed to it or not is the the part that scares the shit out of me the most is because, you know, if they have a particular interest in you, they're gonna abduct you wherever, whenever they sort of feel like Exactly. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, that to me is the scariest part of a whole lot of them. Um like when, this all up, when they take you away and you're like you're safe in your bed and you know you're feeling quite safe and content, you know, it's gonna you know, it breaks it. Um so obviously they've it does. Your, your safe zone. Mm-hmm. And then also the fact with the societal stigma as well, because, you know, if you talk about it, if you have been abducted and then you openly talk about it, a lot of people look at you like, hey, what are you on? Sort of yeah. thing. Like, and it's, oh, it's just, it's so terrible because majority of us people who have been abducted, we completely understand and we we know it was something different. We definitely do, and that it is it is very very terrifying because you know because of the societal aspect. Yes, but as you said, they could just do it as they please. You know, anywhere, anytime. You could be in the most safest, secure place in the world, and they could just beam you up, Scotty. You know. Yeah. So it is It is quite terrifying, and I know for quite a long time afterwards, um, even though my family was very open about, um, my family's always open and very talkative pretty much, so I know that I could talk to them about my experiences and they wouldn't judge me, but I know if I were to go out into the world pretty much like what I'm doing now, there are always going to be those you know, so like few individuals or quite a large majority of people who are going to be like, nah, I don't believe you and I think you're crazy. And it, it's so hard because we know that we're not crazy. We know it did happen. But I, I, I think what you're doing is actually really, really important. You're getting the word out. You're letting people share their experiences. And I think that's really, really important um, in out in this sort of community, in the um, ET community and the paranormal community. Yeah, look, I appreciate it. And like, obviously, yeah, look, mm-hmm. I'm doing my part here, but I feel like the more important part is people actually coming out themselves there to go and say that they've explained their experiences. Um, like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, look, I'm providing a bit of a platform here for them, um, not for entertainment reasons. Like, obviously, it can be a little bit mm-hmm. entertaining. Like, if some people have some uh, amazing encounters there, like, it's like seeing these sort of the crafts there doing some weird objects and maneuvers. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of the actual abductions and that, that's the part that really needs to be come out. One hundred percent. You know, that's that to me is yes. the, the way the truth really is behind. Because like, also kind of narrow down what the hell they are doing, what are they doing, um, yeah. or why are they doing it, sort of thing. You know, and why are they yeah. doing it without consent of people, or if they are doing it with consent, what's the reasoning behind it? You know, that, that's basically that's what we pretty much want. We want the truth. Exactly. The truth and the whole truth. I, I completely agree. And I think, excuse me, I think it's very important um, because a lot of people within this community who have had an experience, they are scared to talk about it. They are. But with what you're doing, you're giving these people a platform in order to talk about it from a non-biased point of view. And I think that is fantastic. Really, really good. No, I appreciate it. And like um, in the comments there, um, like I have heard this before too. Like you know, people who are having 
abductions and experiences and such like you know yeah. you can say look you don't consent to it or you can do it um in the name of your faith or whatever and say look i don't want this or something you know whether if it works or not it's a totally another thing there but um it's one of those things if you're you're in the right mindset to go on and understand yeah. what the hell's going on just try and even start yeah. screaming i'm going hey bugger off leave me alone and <laughs> whatever yeah however you want to do it um is another thing but yeah you know like it's it's one of those things like people want to say like you know you have the consent or you don't have the consent with these beings or something yeah like we were saying before like permissions or not permissions it, either way it shouldn't be happening behind closed no. it should be just straight out openly and go hey look here's a um you know a volunteer booth go a uh, volunteer booth saying look if you want to go and donate some eggs or you want to donate some sperm whatever here it is yeah. you know go for it go for your life you know and you'll get I know 10 bucks or something up <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, I I definitely agree. There should be some form of consent there between humans and extraterrestrials, one hundred percent. But potentially, what if we don't have that choice, and the government has made that choice for us yeah. on yeah, behalf of the human race? Yeah, we- you know, so it's yeah. It, yeah, it's not. It's not because some of majority of us, or well, yeah, I would say majority of us um, who have been abducted would definitely disagree to it. We'd be like, no, let's. We didn't ask for this. We did not ask to be abducted. We did not ask to be looked at and surveyed. We did not ask for that. So, and whether it. We could create some sort of form of consent between extraterrestrials and humans. That would be a lot better, I think, for the human psyche. I think it would be a lot better because, um, especially for those individuals who have been um, abducted and tested on um, or even surveyed, um, yeah, it is a very terrifying experience and there, it, it does break you a little bit in some way. Um, and but that's why I do think it is very important important to talk loud and proudly about it. And doesn't matter if people think you're lying or faking about it because you know your truth. You know you 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 know it. And and but yeah, no, I I completely agree with you 100 percent with that. Yeah, I've got Jane here saying it, it sort of make me laugh. It laugh. I read it and I had my own little um, thoughts. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll see it really in a sec. Um, She's gone and said, um, maybe they, uh, they don't want you to say no. Or maybe they want you to say no. It excites them. <laughs> anyway, we yeah. stay away from the dark, vivid sort of, um, anyway. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's actually quite funny because, yeah, majority of the time they probably wouldn't want us humans to say no because they need us for something. So, yeah, I just want to find out what they need us for. So we can have that choice to consent if we want to. No, that's right. And like, there's like, if it comes out, they've got like some sort of mutual agreement between both worlds, yeah. and you know, things will move on smoothly. And you know, you know, there's civilization survives, and you know, we're still progressing through, you know, living life. So um, yeah, it's exactly it's, it's frustrating. So we want the truth. Um, but like before we finish up here, I want to um, I want to get an idea. A question I usually ask here is like. What is your personal thoughts on the whole alien UFO sort of concept here? Like, do you think, what's your personal opinion? Like, if they're extraterrestrials, terrestrial, like, what's your whole idea behind the whole alien concept, UFO concept? 
So I have a bit of a kind of mishmash of theories. I believe one group of aliens were here beforehand, before humans, but I also have another theory that um, some aliens and even spirits as well are interdimensional beings um, that can come through. Um, maybe it's because of our um, consciousness that they're curious about us, but I do believe that there is some sort of interdimensional connection. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's probably no further from the truth itself there. You know, everything is possible. And it does seem like they've got some sort of abilities there to go through between dimensions, being the way they sort of just disappear and disappear or appear somewhere else. Yeah. And yeah, especially yeah. aside, it's, you know, it's one of those weird things. And like, yeah, um, I probably, I'll probably more on the path of that too. Like, no, something's going weird. But anyway, um, look, yeah, everything is here for days or not. Something's weird. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. No, look, it's my pleasure, and um, thank you again for coming on. It's absolutely been absolute um, fascinating and wonderful talking to you. Um, the experience, yeah, you too. I've been just coming up this bit. Of, um, I wasn't expecting that you actually having like your own personal encounter because, like, we, uh, when we spoke, we had like your own little encounters there, which one was like quite amazing in itself. Um, out of its yeah. ordinary, but um, otherwise, you coming up with a possible abduction just um, actually absolutely blew it out. <laughs> it's like. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, the reason. Possibly. Yeah. And the reason why I didn't really say anything is because I, I'm still, even to this day, I'm not 100% sure if it was a dream or if it actually did happen because it, it seemed very real to me. So, yeah. not sure. So, that's why I didn't really say anything. So, I was like, oh, I might just leave that. But then it was brought up. So, I was like, oh, it's time. It's time to let let the world know about this. <laughs> yeah, look, I couldn't appreciate it enough. It's uh, absolutely wonderful. And look, like I said, like you know, you coming forward with your own encounters. There, I hope it does encourage more people to come forward. Um, as you know, women coming forward with their experiences there, and hopefully they're open about it. You know, comfortable speaking about it. Just everyone in general. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to be comfortable talking about this whole topic because there's a lot more to the truth behind everything. Um, exactly. So that's what we're um, hoping to achieve here. So again, thank you very much for your time. It's been absolutely amazing and wonderful. Thank you. Um, if it, thank you. No, with them, yeah, be sure to come back and talk to me and go, hey, look, I am get a bit more experiences now after talking about this. Like some people have said, like you know, after coming forward, um, you know, things have been happening. Um, so escalating, yeah, escalating basically. Yeah, so I hope in a good way. It's going to be escalating mm. in a good way. <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, yeah, I'll try and document as much as possible. I definitely will. Yeah. Sounds great. Again, look, thank you very much there and um, all the best, eh? I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Enjoy. Cheers. Thank you. We'll do. And that will do it, folks, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget, if you or someone you know has had an encounter, please get in touch with me to be featured on the podcast. If you're a fan of the show, you can support the podcast by purchasing some awesome merchandise that's available on our online store via the link provided in the episode description. So thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Encounter Down Under. Hey, Root. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.